Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Leute, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast worldwide. This is episode 83 of Schalke America. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring you the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club, get their point of view across, and bring you game highlights. Joining me on the show, as always, is co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> the whiskey is flowing tonight, my friend. For good reason. For good reason. And it was on Saturday as well. That is true. Yeah, we're still a couple we're a couple days out from it at this point, and the whiskey is uh, is still flying. Uh, yeah, not a, not a fun game, not at all. Uh, particularly with all of the the watch parties um, around this. I know you and I both attended. Yes, attended one. Uh, I, I traveled down to to St. Louis uh, to Amsterdam Tavern to hang out with uh, Schalke St. Louis, uh, which was which was a good time, except for the game itself. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Um, And you were in Virginia, correct? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Nate uh, over at Leesburg. I was uh, in Leesburg with the the fans over there. And uh, yeah, um, my travel is significantly shorter than yours for sure. Uh, but nonetheless, we were out there and there were part, watch parties all around the U.S. Even in Canada, shout out to Shaka, the Shaka Fan Club in Canada. Uh, they had their first ever official party. Uh, there was a party in, in, in uh, New York City. Obviously in Columbus, there was a couple of there. Um, so uh, all around the U.S. really. And also in San Francisco, I know they were watching as well. So um, watch parties everywhere, but unfortunately, uh, the, the club didn't show up to the game. Apparently, <laughs> they they really didn't. And, oh my god! I mean, we talked about this last week, but we, we never really expect to, to go and do a match against Bayern uh, and win. Uh, that hasn't happened in the better part of a decade for us. Uh, but at least the match in the Hinrunde was was somewhat competitive, um, and it looked like we were at certain parts of the match very much in the game. Uh, that was not the case at all on Saturday for almost any stretch of time. Um, I mean, dominant Bayern performance, but uh, I mean, I think the equal responsibility falls on the shoulders of of, of Schalke and and the way they approach this game, uh, which yeah. we'll get into in a little bit. I mean, I don't know if uh, the players were spooked or it if- seems like Schalke is just spooked by Bayern in general over the last decade, like you said. Um, doesn't matter what kind of form we're in. Uh, I thought we were in good form going into this one, obviously off a big game against Gladbach and we stunk up the joint and we seem to always do that against Byron. Yes, in the hen runda, we, we did quite well despite the scoreline. Um, but this game and I mean, I, I don't, I got nothing. I mean, like you said, you, you had the perfect words on your sum up after the game. Just like, I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what do you say after a result like that? Uh, it just, I mean, one-way traffic, really, oh, the entire God. time. And uh, disappointing because it sees us fall to uh, sixth place in the table now. Um, I think I believe Leverkusen jumped us. Um, and uh, Hoffenheim and Freiburg, three and four points back, like very much within striking distance of us now. So, And, and while we remain in striking distance of, of Dortmund and and Leverkusen, it's important that we uh, rebound from this one as quickly as possible. 
um, so we don't let any more real estate slip because um, we're we're in a good position at the moment, and we're you know we're still very much competing for a European place. Yeah, and I made this comment uh, before the match uh, to a colleague of mine, and I said, "Look, uh, Schalke look like they may be ahead of schedule than what we anticipated, um, and if they get a result against Bayern, meaning a a draw or even a, a shock win." Their contentions for uh, going for the Bundesliga title are serious. However, if they get embarrassed, they're clearly not ready for it, and they're they should be happy to try to get a European spot. And uh, it looks like the latter was it was the story in this one. So, um, but let's 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 take the shot of this real quick. The whiskey right now. Uh, let's go through the lineups and go through the goals. Um, we'll start with the home team, um, Bayern in this one. At goal uh, Neuer, the guy who's going to be on the. Uh, starting pretty much all next season as well. Sorry, Neuer. I'm mean, sorry, Nubel. Um, they had a back four of Pavard, Boateng, Alaba, uh, Alaba and uh, Davies, Alonso uh, Davies, Davies, however you want to say it. Uh, midfield, uh, Thiago, uh, Kimmich, uh, Goretzka, and then um, Perisic. And then up top, you had pretty much had Muller and uh, Lewandowski. Um, standard lineup for them. I mean, I was nothing. Nothing I was really too surprised about. I mean. You, maybe maybe some people will be interested to see you know T, um, Coutinho maybe start, but I thought this is a fairly standard lineup for for Bayern, and um, it's a, it's a, obviously a lineup you have to be worried about no matter what. Yeah, I mean, almost any combination of of Bayern players is going to present yeah. Yeah. a problem for the majority of uh, the Bundesliga. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Coutinho, maybe Serge Gnabry. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are really only guys that you would. Maybe make a case for um, healthy Coleman if he was there. Yeah, and and we saw both of those guys anyway at some point in the match. So uh, pretty much what you would expect from Byron. Yeah, it, it certainly was. And then you know, looking looking at our lineup in this one, I was curious to see how um, Wagner was going to look at this one. And we we got a kind of an idea of what he was looking for. He wanted some pace up top. Um, start with the back, obviously Schubert and goal. Uh, back four of the same back four of Kenny Kabak, Nastasic, and Ochipka. Uh, midfield diamond of Mascarell, Kalajiri, Serder, and Harit on up top. Uh, Gregorich and uh, Robbie Matando, the speedster, uh, up top trying to, um, I guess, build on uh, on the game from last week with the the pace and the strength that they had with Ramon and and Gregorich. So they put Matando. Matando had done well against Byron Ur in the season, um, and Katuja's you know another speedster who who's done well against them. So. Um, I can see the idea behind Wagner's thinking in the lineup here. Um, so I had no problem initially with it. Uh, what was what were your initial thoughts upon seeing this lineup? I mean, it's it's once again it's the four four two diamond that we've seen a lot of this season. I, I believe that uh, Benito Raman was was unavailable due to like a flu or a stomach virus or something yeah, earlier yeah. in the week. Um, so you slot in. Uh, a somewhat similar player in Matondo. If you're once again, if you're if you're going for the speed to partner with, uh, you know, Gregorich, um, Matondo maybe not quite the work rate of of Benito Raman defensively, but yeah. obviously, um, I think you know people started cracking jokes immediately when they saw it that the game plan was going to be uh, play long balls into Matondo so see if he can torch um, a uh, an aging Botang. Um, and at, you know, 30 seconds into the match or so, it looked like that actually might be the game plan. Yeah. I think one of the first things we did is play a long ball to Matondo at Botang, but yep. that was almost the last time we saw that and uh, saw almost anything from him. Um, yeah, but beyond that, pretty standard lineup. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's about exactly what you would have expected, I think. Um, 
McKenney was also just beginning to come back. He he got subbed on late, so you wouldn't have expected him to start yet. Yeah. Um, and he might not be first choice at this point anyway. Um, I mean, you're not going to drop Harid. I can't imagine you're going to drop Serdar. I think it's probably a, a battle between McKenney and Daniel Caligiuri. Yeah, Mascarell's um, got locked up. You would think. Yeah, Mascarell has, has been great. So, um, arguably my man of the match for us, if you can even say that there was one. <laughs> um, I just think defensively he was the strongest player that we had. Um, yeah, but very, very standard overall. Well, uh, let's let's get into the pain and suffering here. Um, first, uh, a footnote that they probably had two or three goals taken away because of offsides. So you know what kind of match it was. In, in the first couple that happened, you're thinking, I'm thinking, oh, we're actually getting calls in our favor. Let's take advantage of it. Um, yeah, we didn't really take advantage of anything in that in the, in this game. Um, we thought we had we had a good chance really early on, but really uh, it was in the sixth minute. Uh, a nice cross in from the right hand side. Um, I think it was Thomas Muller. Uh, a, a, a weird mistake. This is really, you know, we talked before this game how um, the only way we would want to see Schubert get out of goal is if he were to just commit some blunders and, and look incapable of being in goal. Uh, this first goal did not help his cause at all. He completely missed times the, the jump. Um, I don't know who's going back post if it was, but it bounced around, came right to Lewandowski, of course. Uh, and he puts it away, I mean, as he would. Um, a calamitous of errors there uh, in the sixth minute. Um, you know, after from go from there, Robbie Matano had another opportunity a little bit later on. Um, and it came close, and it looked like Shaka was entering. They had a good reaction after that goal. So I'm, I was I was excited about at that point. Uh, but it didn't take long. You know, just we thought we were going at the halftime just down one nothing, uh, And then all of a sudden, uh, they get another cross in the box, and... Uh, Lewandowski passes pass it over to uh, Thomas Muller. Muller gets his 100th goal with uh, with Bayern, uh, makes it 2-0 just before the half, and that was the gut punch that I think we could not afford. Um, not that it was going to be easy in the game at all. Um, and things only got worse. Uh, former Schalke man off the corner kick. Uh, Kimmich uh, kicks it in off the corner, and uh, Koretzka with an amazing volley, side volley, uh, past uh, Schubert. Nothing. I'm not, I'm not going to blame the goal in that one or the second goal, really. Um, just a great finish by Goretzka. I mean, I was I was applauding that goal. It was a great goal. I mean, I don't know what you thought, Jack, but that was a fantastic goal in my opinion. Uh, Tiago added to the misery uh, in the 58th minute, made it four nothing. Uh, we thought it was worse at that point, but um, it only got worse. Uh, Serge Gnabry in the 89th minute um, off another stoppable shot um, from pretty much no man's land on the left hand side of uh, or the right right hand side of Schubert scores a goal that went pretty much between his legs five nothing final score. Uh, where do you want to start with all these goals and uh, these uh, lack of playing by Schalke? Yeah, so as you can tell, we're we're going through this very quickly, and that's not just because this was a bad result. We don't feel like talking about it. It's because there truly <laughs> it's is partly that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it truly is because there is there's very little to talk about from the Schalke perspective. At all. I mean, what, 75% possession or about that from, from Bayern? Um, I think that was generous. I mean, it, it's it, it's somewhere in, in, in that vicinity, um, as I said earlier, just one-way traffic. And, it, I mean, it's a nightmare start, right? So right off the bat, five minutes in, uh, you get a cross from, from Muller. Um, I don't know if Schubert misjudged it or if he just reacted late to it and wasn't able to get to it, but... I mean, you, I mean, you saw him talking to Neuer in the tunnel ahead of time. I don't know if what, what Neuer said to him to put some pressure on him or something, or you know, maybe being 
you know, at the Allianz Arena, sort of in the nexus of this goalkeeping drama yeah. between Neuer and Nubel and Schubert. You know, he was in a tough spot and he felt like he really had to perform and he got psyched out or something, but, you know, makes a very early mistake. Um, and it, it's not, it's not a, that dangerous of a cross, right? Like, I mean, no, it's not. The, the mistakes that he made multiple times on crosses, I mean, these are what should be, if we're being honest, fairly routine, um, you know, collections for the goalkeeper. These are not things that should be causing people that much trouble. Um, and I know his, his, his ability to, to pick out crosses in the air has been questioned by some people. I don't think he's been that bad no. prior to this game, but he certainly was in this one. Um, so, so yeah, this gets, and you know, does Byron take advantage of him after that blunder? They kept going for that same oh, yeah. cross in the box over Absolutely. and over. The, yeah. They played that a lot. Um, but yeah, this cross from Muller gets, gets, pl- uh, it's missed by, by Schubert gets headed back or whatever from Perisic, I believe into yes. the direction of Lewandowski, who, you know, does what Lewandowski does. And uh, the thing that was frustrating about this one in particular is just, I feel like I say this every time we play Bayern Munich. I, I mean, I know I say this every time we play Bayern Munich, but it seems to happen against Bayern Munich. And part of that's because they're good and they're opportunistic, but part of it is something about the voodoo that exists in this matchup for Chicago for some reason. But make Bayern break you down. Yes. They are good enough to beat you by just playing football. You cannot give them goals like this. If you make mistakes of this kind, you are going to lose. You cannot make mistakes like this against Bayern. If you want to beat Bayern Munich, you have to play a borderline perfect game and then maybe have some luck go your way as well. Like, like you, you cannot have those kind of mistakes. If, if they're going to score, you have to make it be a, a more legitimate goal than that because that's just it, it's a ridiculous goalkeeping error that leads to that one, and it's a cheap goal to concede five minutes in. It's a nightmare start, um, and you know it, to whatever extent, Schubert's confidence may have been shaken going into this one, if that's even the case. I mean, it certainly was the case afterwards because um, he continued to look rather shaky. I mean, he, he made a couple nice saves here and there. He did. Um, yeah. To keep the score from maybe being even worse, but that doesn't excuse the performance overall because I think you can make the case that he was directly responsible for two, potentially three of these goals. So, um, yeah, uh, really, really bad start. After that, uh, like you said, there was the one Matondo chance where you, you could you could argue he should have played in. Gregorich didn't. Um, took kind of a bad shot that got deflected and almost went in, so it made it look better than it was. But it's kind of a bad play from Matondo, in my opinion. Um, and then after that, it was, it was multiple goals that Byron scored that were disallowed um, from VAR, both correctly, in my opinion. One yes. a little bit tighter than the other from offside chances. One of them was, I think Muller had one that was disallowed. Maybe Goretzka had one that was disallowed as well. Um, I forget who, who took them exactly. Um, Manuel Grefa making the correct calls, as you would expect. He's no Dennis Itikin, right? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just as it seemed like we escaped that, and, you know, it's like, okay, hey, we're only, this has been a bad half, but we're only down a goal. We've had two goals disallowed, so we've kind of been bailed out. Let's just make it to halftime, but then wouldn't you know it? Um, like in the forty seventh minute, I think. Literally at the sec at the just before the whistle blew. Yeah, pr- I mean, pretty much. Um, yeah, we're 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 about to head into halftime, and uh, we we concede another one. Um, it's I think it's Perisic involved again from the right hand side. Uh, plays that cross that you were just talking about, and for some reason, every Schalke player in the box decides to ball watch mm-hmm. and follows the flight of that ball rather than the run of Thomas Muller credit to him because it is a very good run, but he was unmarked. Like he went from outside the box to basically right in front of Schubert and no one picked him up and it's a tap and goal for him. And then he celebrates like he just won the world cup because he is a, a <laughs> you know, an absolute douchebag. I hate him, but um, 
seriously, like my least favorite player player on the planet, probably in terms of his personality. Um, anyway, uh, not good, not good at all. Um, two nil going into halftime, uh, and it, the thing that was strange was like, <laughs> I mean, just just last week, you and I were talking about the approach to the Gladbach game, yep, and how brilliant that was and how much we enjoyed what we saw in terms of um you know the intensity and the work rate and the pressure that we put them under and that was non-existent in this game and i'm sorry Bayern's not that good we well, like they can just nullify that like yeah. i mean they played well this game you could argue this was maybe their best game of the season or close to it um and not just because of the scoreline but like because they, they did play well but i mean it, I, I, there was times where i was literally almost thinking that it was a directive from Wagner to not play that way specifically. Um, because th- that's how bad it was. It was, it was a lifeless, lethargic performance, very little effort from the players, some, some lazy stuff out there. It was a complete 180 from what we saw last week. It was a completely different team out there for Schalke. I don't know what happened. But, you know, I, I expected Wagner to go in there at halftime and tear them a new one and then to see some sort of response for the team in the second half. And, and we did not see that at all um it took what four minutes after the break for another one um i think schubert made a nice save to to force a corner but off the corner ball comes to goretzka tries to head it it gets blocked i forget by who exactly and then you know yeah it's a nice goal from goretzka it's kind of like a scissor kick um i i think you could argue that schubert's position there was a little bit suspect there's like four players that are like directly in front of him and he just kind of like stood behind them instead of trying to cover the near post or, you know, be in a position where you could actually see what was happening. So I think he reacted to it a little bit late. Um, I think you could argue that he could have done better there. I mean, it's a, yeah, once again, it's a great effort from Goretzka, that, I mean, but that's another piece of goalkeeping that I thought was at least slightly suspect from, from Schubert. Um, Tiago's goal, uh, about 10 minutes later, um, it's a questionable challenge from, from Kimmich on Harit in the middle of the field. I mean, I have to see that again. It might have been a foul, actually, but they let it yeah. play on. Um, Lewandowski takes off running into the box. And, um, this goal was, was extremely frustrating because the entire second half, we've been playing so deep and like, like just letting them like come at us. And then somehow, despite how deep we were playing and how like, you know, on the back foot we were, we got caught with like runners in behind, which is just inexplicable, you know, given the position that we were taking up the sort of the, the deep block. But like, um, yeah, Mascarell takes off sprints. Tries to make something happen. Um, Kabak is jogging back, making no effort to cover any of the Bayern runners. Um, Nastasic is kind of active, but mostly ball watching and not watching what's happening behind him. Suat Serdar is jogging and making literally no effort to try to cover Thiago um, or whoever else was down there. So there's at least two Schalke players that are not even making an effort to go back defensively, um, which is once again inexcusable. Um I, it, yeah, I, I just don't under. I mean, that goal was was once again. It's, it's a terrible. It's a terrible goal to concede. I mean, it's a giveaway in the middle of the field, which is which is often going to lead to a dangerous opportunity for for a team like Bayern Munich. But the lack of effort defensively to recover from that is just. I mean, you're asking to lose the game at that point, and then late in the game, as we're approaching the 90th minute, Serge Gnabry left hand side, um, jukes Caligiuri out of his shoes. Could have been fatigue at that point. Could have been just that he had a bad game, like almost everybody else. Um, and then he fires on a ball, which ultimately hits Schubert's leg and bounces in. So another goal that Schubert's responsible for Ozan Kabak kind of jumped in front of him and potentially blocked his view 
because it looked like he was maybe going to deflect it and he missed. So I, I mean, I can understand from Schubert's perspective, somebody got in his way right as the ball was coming in, but um, it's it's a shot that's not really on target and it ends up going in because of that. And it's another bad mistake. And um, that's just kind of like, you know, to add a little bit of comedy and make it a nice five uh, nil instead of an Oh four for, for Schalke. So um, yeah, thank goodness. I for mean, that, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I just, there's my, <laughs> there's my uh, like five minute uninterrupted breakdown or whatever, but um yeah, it's brutal. There's there's nothing to talk about from Schalke offensively. We barely had any possession, nothing going on. Um, brutal, brutal. I, I I don't under I just don't understand how the team can go from the kind of approach that we had to the game in Gladbach to an approach that is night and day different in this one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think because of that, I'm given majority of the blame to Wagner's tactics not to say that but this players are are without they they certainly did not show up I mean you know we, we talked about maybe Musgrove was no if you had to pick a manager match for, for Schalke he might have been the only one who's in the positive um everybody else is pretty pathetic uh but I think Wagner's tactic tactics were very pathetic as well I thought as you mentioned you know against Gladbach we did so well we put them on the back burner and here we were just content to sit back and try to play counter against them but we were doing nothing to stop them when they had the ball, and it was just like it almost seemed like you like I agree with what you said. Like it's almost like the directive was to just let let them do whatever they got to do, and then uh, if we get a chance, we'll go for it. You know, and, and that's not the way to do it against Bayern. You got to go after them. Uh, if you watch any of the highlights of, of the games that Bayern struggled this season, the teams that beat them, you know, went after them and 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 uh, put pressure on them. Don't don't just let them sit around and have practice and then figure it out because they're going to score if they get that opportunity. If they're sitting around just doing practice passes, and I mean they had four times the amount of passes that we did, four times the amount. Yeah, they had this a big amount of possession and all that stuff. That's part of it, but. It, the tactics were completely wrong in this one, uh, and I, I didn't get a chance to read Wagner's uh, or see his uh, press conference after or post post match conference. But uh, I'm really curious what he what he said in that. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to catch it, but um, he's going to be the one first one in my at least in my opinion. I don't know how you feel about it, but I thought the tactics were just completely off and it kind of just ruined the way things are going. And not the lineup. I like the lineup at all, but I think the way they approached the match was completely wrong and. Um, even during the game, the commentators were saying, like, are they going to adjust their tactics now and try to go you know, do long ball, do something to try to get into the game? They weren't doing anything whatsoever. And it was just like, oh, my God, why are we watching this? Yeah, I mean, it, it was so it was so bad and so, in such a difference that, like I said, it, it literally made me wonder whether or not this was a directive from Wagner in terms of how he wanted to approach the game. Maybe he went into the game and said, listen, um, Byron's really good, probably going to struggle to win this game. Rather than running ourselves ragged risking more injury or fatigue that we're going to need you know need that energy as, as we continue in the season whether rather than expending that here in a losing effort maybe we just try to you know set up shop and hit them on the counter and try to win the game that way and save save our legs for the next one we can maybe uh you know uh go back into the style of football that we, that we want to be playing against an opponent that's going to be less equipped to handle it um i mean that that's really the only explanation that i can come up with for for what we saw, because otherwise, I mean, if you're not if you're not amped up for a Bayern game, I mean, w- what are you doing? I mean, w- when are you going to be amped up if you're not amped up for a Bayern game? Yeah. Um, and it was just yeah, it was just so lethargic. I mean, um, Understat has the XG at uh, f- about four for Bayern and, and about point four for us. <laughs> um, 
uh, Y Scout has the XG a little bit more favorable for us with with Byron at three point four four and us at point seven. But like, I mean, either way, I mean, you you can tell the disparity from the chance creation there. Um, absolutely, absolutely brutal. Um, I mean, like I said, I think the only player from Schalke that acquitted himself reasonably well was uh, Omar Mascarell, who not only put in some of the better defensive work, but was very accurate with his passing. Um, I would say it, the only other person that was noticeable to me uh, was Harit, because he was a few times he would try to go after go, go through guys, and want, you know, but he he would turn it over as well. But I saw him more than anybody. I, other than him and, and Mascarell, I really didn't notice anybody else in Chaka. It just seemed all one way traffic, us doing nothing about it. Yes, Schubert had some saves here and there, but overall, it was just non-existent. Harit didn't have a lot of support either because a lot of times when he picks up the ball in the middle, you know, middle of the pitch, he, he can beat one or two guys on the dribble. But Not at some three point, or four. exactly at some point, he's got to have an outlet. He's got to have you know people making parallel runs for him to, to lay off and, and you know get something going as you approach the final third. And yeah, there was a couple times in this game that Harit or whoever was the ball carrier started taking this thing forward and, and they picked their head up to find a pass. And there's there's no one in the opposition half. Or at least close enough, you know, to, to play in. It's yeah, very very frustrating. Um, so I mean, I, I guess all you can really say about it is just try to forget it as soon as possible. I don't know what that was, but shake it off and uh, you know, on to the next one. And hopefully we can play something closer to the style of play that we played against Gladbach, um, yeah. because you know the Gladbach game and the Leipzig game I think are our two best results of the season. And I think those are the two best performances as well in terms of style of play and and, and approach and the things that we were emphasizing. Um, when we play like that, we're very difficult to beat. And it, it, you think if we had played like that against Bayern, it wouldn't closer. have been like this. Yeah, it would have been closer potentially to, to the game earlier in the season, which was was much, much more of a contest despite another, um, you know, uh, goose egg for us in that one too. Um yeah, really, just kind of at a loss for words. Even though I'm still rambling on, I just, I, 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 I don't know what to make of it. The lone bright spot we got to see Weston McKinney back finally, which is great. Uh, not that he did anything. Uh, we we got to see he inserted the you know the youngsters McKinney, Katuchu, Bujula, to try to insert something, but that didn't work obviously. But um, at least he, at least he didn't. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words really, uh, like you with what what we saw this weekend and it was unfortunate too with all the watch parties we had i mean the the people who went to the watch parties they had fun i saw the pictures they were great everyone's having fun i saw you out there in san Louis, and um really good stuff but you know i I just wish that the team had shown up and made a better better attempt at, at this game than what they did and um we'll have to just move on to the next game which you know Luckily, I guess it's not Brian. <laughs> it's uh, we're at Hertha Berlin, Berlin. So um, it's a it's a winnable match. It certainly is, but not the way we play. We play the way we did against Bayern. We're going to lose that game as well. Um, hopefully, that like like you said, that the tactics were just you know save our energy. And if we win, if we go and knock off five wins in a row now, I may come back and say, okay, that was a brilliant decision by by Wagner. As pathetic as we look, maybe that was the right decision. But, you know, that'll be yet to be determined. Um, we play on the 31st, which is what? Is it Friday again? Yeah, it is. It's another Friday afternoon. Wow. Game. Okay. Um, at Hertha Berlin. Um, they are currently um, at, at the bottom of the table. Not, a, not an area that I would, that I would am accustomed to seeing Hertha lately, at least, because with all the money they spent, uh, they're currently sitting 13th in the table. Um, just about, what, five points above the relegation zone. Um, 
they're a full 10 points behind us, so or 11 points, I should say, behind us. Um, what do you think? What do you expect from this match? I mean, we saw two matches, two completely opposite games. Uh, the Gladbach, which is fantastic, and then the, the Dud versus Bayern. Which team is going to show up? Difficult to say. Um, although you know, it's so it's a different. It's a difficult season for for Berlin. I, I expected them to be significantly better than they have been. Yep. Um, I, I did not expect them to be you know as close to the relegation zone as they are. Um, so, but as bad as their table position is. Um, I think a lot of that is due to a a streak of of um, five winless, I mean five losses really, in a row in the middle of the season, which really kind of killed um, you know wherever they would have been. Um, since that five game losing streak, they've they've drawn Frankfurt and uh, Gladbach. They've beaten Freiburg and Leverkusen and Wolfsburg. Um, they lost to Bayern Munich um, to start the Rookrunde four nil. But beyond that, but beyond that, I mean, the results right before the the Winterpause and then um, last week as well, uh, significantly more promising. So they certainly seem to be slightly better than maybe what their overall form would suggest um, in the last month or two. Um, so, but yeah, hopefully a team that we could take advantage of just as we did um, earlier in the season that would be very helpful. Um, because, like I said, we're we're in a position right now where. Um, if we go on a little losing streak here, we could very quickly find ourselves eighth, ninth place. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we bounce back and then continue to uh, hang around that top area of the table. Yeah, it, like you said, it's very it's very tied up right now, and uh, any any difficult results can uh, change the change the position very easily. I mean, really, the top eight. Um, I mean, you go from. Freiburg are at eighth place at twenty nine points, and then you go Hoffenheim one point above them. We're three points above Hoffenheim, so we're all within a bunch of points. I mean, really, um, even Leipzig is only you know seven points ahead of us right now. As bad as we thought we played, we're you know, we're still in the striking distance, but not that we're going to be reaching for that that goal right now at this moment. Um, but I think yeah, if we can come back, uh, bounce back strong against Hertha after that uh, that debacle against Bayern, um, I'll feel better about the result. Um, but we we'd have to look good like we did against Gladbach, really to really shake that off. That 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 was a very depressing way to watch a, a game on uh with with friends. So, so uh, shall we pivot to the elephant in the room? We should. Um, yeah, we talked about this last week. How <sighs> Schubert should be the guy starting unless he made some big mistakes. Um, and that's the only reason if he's costing us points, uh, a chance at moving up in the table, that's maybe we should bring in Noble because we don't want to be stupid about it. We want to be in Europe next year. Um, that's the main goal. Champions League would be great, but if at least we get into Europa League, get back into Europe, get some money in that way. The first goal did not help. Uh, you know, you can, you can talk about the other goals possibly, and certainly the fifth goal in Kana, uh, the Ganabri scored. Um, now many people who were 100% pro Schubert going the rest of the season, I'm thinking of like, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should bring back Noble. Uh, have you budged any on the on the thought? I, I don't know how I feel yet. So yeah, as you said, the position of of this podcast has been that um, so long as the performance of the goalkeepers is is basically the same, uh, so long as Schubert is not putting in performances that are costing us points and and. and affecting our ability to reach our goals, which would be European qualification, um, then he should be given every opportunity to play every minute for the rest of the season because we need to be 
um, investing in what could be the future of our goalkeeping position rather than what could be the future of Bayern's uh, goalkeeping position. Um, unfortunately, after we just spent the last week uh, defending Schubert and <laughs> making the case for him, he goes out and makes a mistake within the first five minutes and then continues to make mistakes throughout the entire match. Um, it's it's difficult to single him out because of how bad the performance from the team was in general. And this was a, a team a team loss. This is not on Schubert despite his mistakes um, because... Yeah, and this was brutal all the way around. So, I mean, I guess I guess my question would be, do you bench him now because of this one game, this one data point? Um, or do you chalk this up to, hey, this was a bad team performance in general? We don't know what happened, but let's put that out of our mind and, and move on to the next one and see how he does in the next game. Um, if he, I mean, part of me thinks that's the better option, given one more game. Is Schubert, is Nubel back now? Uh, I thought he would be back for the Berlin match, but maybe it's just one more game, and then it's uh, he's back. Uh, it was only two games Schubert was in and in the Hinrunde, right? And then um, he's supposed to be. F- I, I forget. We should, we should. We should. We should. I think it was four. We, we should know that. Um. We should. A- anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess what? Yeah, I guess what I would say is this: I would give Schubert one more opportunity. Um, see if he's able to bounce back. If he is, great. Just keep things rolling. Um, if he puts in another shaky performance, then yeah, then then I would be more comfortable with with giving the reins back to Newell. I don't want to see that happen, but um, I, I am a realist in the sense that the most important thing is for us to uh, you know achieve the goals that we have, um, and we can't sacrifice that for you know giving somebody developmental minutes. Um, ideally, he would play the way he has in the first couple matches, which is totally acceptably and then you can get the best of both worlds you know you're, you're developing him and you're also putting in um good goalkeeping performances but um yeah you know i guess we'll just have to to wait and see on that um and see what david wagner does um yeah i mean this this was the debate that was raging pretty much all saturday on on the shock twitter um i think everyone's kind of tired of it um already um but i i don't think the parties are that far apart honestly i think when it comes down to it everyone wants us to win and play as good as possible yeah there's just some people that are just convinced that newble is significantly better um and this would have certainly been a data point in their favor um mm-hmm. i don't know so i mean how do you feel do you think do you think we give him another chance or do you think he's out um real quick uh it was a four game suspension and uh he has served his four games it's uh he had okay. the Wolf- after frankfurt is wolfsburg freiburg uh, Gladbach and, and Byron, so he uh, he's available uh, this weekend. So uh, my thoughts, uh, I I'm with you. Um, I don't want to base uh, Schubert's benching on one game. Um, I think the Hertha Hertha match is a match that you can keep him in there to see really how he how he'll do. If he costs the game in that, okay, uh, then then maybe he's not quite ready yet, and, and bring back Noble because uh, we're not we don't want to drop any further down the table. Um, but to to pull the pull the strings on him already after one game is I think a little too premature. Um, no one played well in the game. He didn't play well. The back line played terribly. Uh, no one else played well. So I mean, you can't put all the blame on him. Um, did a, did the first goal that with his mistake cause this everyone to be on the on 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 the on the on the back pedal maybe? Um, but I don't want to base one performance and and bench him because of that because. I think if you bench him, um, it'll do more harm than good. 
honestly. It could mess with his psyche. And we may not, he may not recover from that. Who knows? I mean, yes, he's young and he should be able to overcome this, but you never know. Uh, so I'd rather give him another opportunity at least and see how he does against Hertha. Uh, if he's a strong game there, then, you know, okay, let that game be bygones be bygones. If he has a shaky performance, you know, revisit, revisit the conversation then. Yeah. I, I guess what I would say to our listeners is like, I, I promise we're not trying to shift the goalposts here. Um, you know, it, it, it's just that I find it slightly unfair and maybe not the best decision to bench him after that when it, when it was a performance from the entire team that was so uncharacteristic from what we've seen from yeah. them the entire season. Um, and, uh, I mean, and also to be fair, I think Newble has made worse goalkeeping mistakes than anything Schubert did in that game. Yeah. They're just not as talked about because they happened in the context of, of better team performances and better results. Like, you know, the mistake that Newble made in the Leipzig game is, is I think the worst mistake that any goalkeeper for Schalke has made this season. Um, but that was a 3-1 victory and a dominant performance, and so it's not really held against him to the extent that this one is going to be because, you know, whenever you lose that badly in that high profile of a match, um, you know, you're going to be scrutinized a little bit heavier. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see We'll see what Wagner does. Um, I, I would like to give him one more shot. If he if he messes up then, then, yeah, pull the, pull the plug, put Nubel back in because we got to win. But um, I have a feeling that if he's given another shot, he's he's not going to play poorly. I, I think he'd been decent before that and, and has a good chance of continuing to, to do that if he's given the opportunity. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think I, I expect the team to bounce back stronger as well. I do not I do not expect to see a flat performance again, as as we just saw. Um, if we do, then there's other questions you got to worry about. But uh, let's let's see what the guys do. I, I, there's good news. I think Salisane is is on on the mend, and uh, he may be available soon. Not maybe not this game, but available soon. So that's that's a good sign. Uh, we talked about McKenny as well. Um, he should be he's getting healthier by the minute. So that's that's great stuff to hear as well. So um, yeah, let's uh, move on from this Bayern Bayern mess and uh, yeah, let's see what we can do against Hertha. It's a Friday game. Uh, hopefully, we can get off the weekend to a good start, uh, we, as we did with Gladbach. Um, and yeah, um, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's Hertha and not maybe uh, another uh, top of the table team that we maybe could really mess us up. Um, but you never know with these, with these results like Bayern. You know, it could be either a blip on the radar, I'm like okay, whatever, or it could be a, a real mental. Um, mental hurdle that they they can't get off get over, you know. So, uh, yeah, man, I don't know, man. It's it just it's it's a tough game. I don't know what else to talk about. Anything you want to uh, talk about other than you know, obviously the goalie carousel that we just that we just mentioned. I mean, as far as, as Schalke is concerned, I, I don't think so. I guess the only thing I'd say is I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of, of Kobe Bryant. Just because yeah. he's a figure that looms so large over global sport in general, not just just soccer. Even though he was a soccer fan himself, yeah. um, it sucks, man. And it's it's just a reminder to to uh, to never take anything for granted and to cherish every moment that you have with your friends and your loved ones. Because uh, you know nothing's promised. Tomorrow isn't promised. I I lost my grandmother a couple weeks ago, um, so that's still pretty fresh. But uh, you know she was she was eighty four. She's she was older. She lived a good life. Kobe Bryant was forty one. Yeah, um, a couple years older than me. Yeah, and and when something like that happens, um, you know, it, it really is, is a a very strong reminder that um, it can happen to any of us at any time. So, uh, you know, hopefully, and, and I think a lot of people 
you know, took a, took that lesson from this, and hopefully that sticks with them for a while, just to uh, to not sweat the small stuff, and to try not to hold grudges and all that kind of stuff, and, and really just connect and try to cherish the time that you have with the people that you care about um, while you have that opportunity. I agree. I agree. And I didn't think it was going to hit me. Uh, at first, I'm not a Lakers fan at all. I mean, obviously, I like Kobe and and, and I love watching him play. Uh, I didn't think it was going to hit me as hard as it did because I ended up watching like hours of, of the, 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 the news information. And I'm like, what am I doing still watching this like seven hours later? I'm like, turn this off. I'm like, let me spend time with my family and enjoy that, you know, and uh, kind of what you said reminded me of something Kobe said once is like, you know, uh, cherish all the moments because you know live life to the fullest because you never know when it's going to end and just just embrace it and 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 love the little things, enjoy your family and so uh, that those are wise words there by him um, and so it's something we can all strive to kind of do and like you said you know remember our family remember our friends the important things in life don't sweat the small stuff um, this constant bickering you see on on Twitter or you know, around the world it's it's not worth it you know just enjoy it and enjoy your time um, have fun. So, yeah, it's certainly a tough loss uh, for sports, sports in general, but worldwide, especially, like you said, you know, Neymar had his celebration, his, his tribute to him after he scored a goal, and, and several teams around the world did that as well. Um, I was shocked that the, they still had basketball games uh, that day. Um, they obviously, they're going to cancel the Lakers-Clippers game, uh, I think it was tonight or tomorrow night or whatever, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Uh it makes you makes you think about um, your loved ones a little bit more. So, um, yeah, that, that that's a good shout to, um, to to talk about him and remember him. And on that note, <laughs> yeah, on that note, uh, we should just wrap it up. Uh, it kind of sums up the weekend, I guess, in general. You know, but anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you sign up for the Shaka U.S. newsletter. Um, if you are locally in the DC, in the DC area, DC metro area, I should say, you know, go to the Virginia Canapin, uh, friends out there. Um, they have a lovely, uh, great youth group that they, they hook up with Shaka. So you can get the news, your U.S. newsletter through them. Otherwise, go to the Shaka website, sign up, put your email. You'll get it once a month. Um, great way to keep up with Shaka. Um, also give a shout out to Shaka Daily. Follow them. You'll get great information from them daily as well. So, uh, keep tuning in each week as we will bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. Uh, we want to thank Shaka for providing this tidbits for our podcast today. Uh, once again, shout outs to all the Voom parties across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, even the U.K., I don't know if they had the Shaka U.K. fan club uh, had a party out there uh, for the game. But, um, you know, shout out to everyone who came out and had fun. It looked like everyone's uh, enjoying being with, with each other. So it was a great time to see a lot of great pictures I saw uh, through the Shaka U.S. account. So, um, yeah, thank you all you guys for uh, for being out there watching the game, uh, supporting the club. So if any topics you would like us to discuss, um, send us a tweet at Shalk America. Uh, give us a comment. Let us know what you think about this whole Schubert Nubel thing. Um, do you think Schubert should give another, get another chance? Do you think it should be Nubel? Uh, we want to, we want to know what you guys think. Uh, maybe we can weigh in. You talk about it a little bit more in the next podcast, in the next podcast after the Hertha match. We can really dissect it then. Uh, maybe it'll be a non point or maybe it will be a bigger point. Who knows? Um, we want to give a shout out again, as always, to our good friends over at NBC4 Nashville. Uh, Jack, where can our followers find you on social media? Uh, JM Mangan, J M M A N G A N, on uh, Twitter. And yeah, let me just echo that. Uh, shout out to all the people that had uh, watch parties. 
this past weekend. Shout out to uh, Shalka Canada in particular. Um, that's a Twitter account that I, I know that you and I have both followed. Yes. Um, and I've appreciated their content and they're getting into the game and, you know, hosting an official watch party for Shalka. Love to see that. Love to see our Canadian friends um, getting into the mix there. That was really, really cool. Uh, and then shout out to uh, Schalke St. Louis um, for the good time this weekend. Shout out to Chris in particular, who I was talking to. And then I believe, God, I'm so bad with names. I feel bad about this. I believe it was Adam for the recommendation on uh, Joya's, I believe it's pronounced, which is an Italian deli in like the Hill neighborhood. Oh. Um, had the, uh, the the James Beard Foundation award-winning hot salami sandwich. Uh, life-changing. Was enjoying that on the highway back to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty incredible. So, um, you know, still, still, a, still a fun weekend despite, despite the result. This episode of the Food Network is brought to you by. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. That's good. Right on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Very good. And as always, you can find me at r underscore k h a r m a n. Until the next podcast comes, my friend, stay ready. I will be with you soon. Shoes. Mm-hmm.